0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the WNR Body Transformation Podcast, and you know what? Happy New Year. 2023 was a fucking blast for me. Like, I really had a really, really good time, you know? Uh, went through several ups and went through several downs. I mean, let me tell you, I mean, I know I'm staring off, I'm going off topic, but there were some really crazy adventures. I met so many nice people, my business grew, you know, it, and it is still growing and helping more people, the quality of clients whom I'm attracting are getting better. I'm getting better as a as a bodybuilder, as an entrepreneur, and even as a person. So I'm basically I basically had a blast in 2023, you know, and a few silly stories. I literally got hustled by a girl on a date in Russia, you know? <laughs> Funny story. I mean, I was in the shopping mall, I told I saw her looking at me and I approached her i told her that she looks very pretty we agreed on a date and i actually selected a bar to which she was affiliated to and she kept on ordering drinks and the drinks prices were raised and i ended up getting hustled basically silly story uh learning experience the hustler sometimes gets hustled it is what it is let's probably crack on, but 2023 was a blast, simple as that, you know, really looking forward to 2024 because I've probably become better in every area of my life, even as a hustler, so yeah, <laughs> life is good, you know, but anyways, the topic for this podcast is going to be time management and male and female libido and sexual health, this is a topic that's really uncomfortable to talk about, but uh, for the benefit of these, for the benefit of the audience, I'm just going to say the following words right from the start, just so that I remove any stigma associated with it. Penis, vagina, clitoris, etc. And anus, okay. There you go. Got that out of the system. Now I feel comfortable, so let's anyways crack on. So a lot of my clients, they tell me, I have no time, I don't have time for this, I don't have time for that. It's not because they don't have time, it's because they... Suck in managing their time, they're, not, they're busy but they're not productive. Ask yourself, am I busy or am I productive, you know? So what is productivity? Productivity is getting a lot done in a small time frame and making, being really efficient with your time. Okay. I'd like to think of myself being productive because I run a business, I coach an easy 25 plus clients. you know, easy, easy right now, still growing. And I also manage my own health and fitness. And I travel the world, and I live in a joint family with my mom and dad, you know, whilst I'm in Dubai, you know, and I travel like four times a year, where I stay in each country for like three three weeks, basically, simple as that, you know. So, I'd like to think of myself as productive. And I coach clients, like two clients on the gym floor, simple as that. Am I productive? Hell yes. So a lot of people they don't re- they have structure around their personal professional life but they don't really have structure around their personal life so um how do you manage your time make a list of all the tasks that you like dislike tend to put off tend to um or tend to put off tend to do tend to enjoy tend to dislike but still do just bloody make 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 a list of all the tasks that you know you're supposed to do that you do and Schedule it in. Simple as that. You need to have structure around your personal life as well. I can't even stress the importance of oh, this. This is so important. Like when you're supposed to sleep, when you're gonna play with your kids, when you're gonna be spending time with your family. This needs to be done even on the weekend because then simply saying no to other people is gonna be um is like gonna be it's gonna be so much more easier, you know. Like let's say if I've got a time slot in when I'm supposed to be training, and like let's say if a girl messages me, hey, do you want to meet for a drink? It's going to be so much more easier for me to say no to her because I have a slot in. Like, I'm not going to mess with the time, you know? So, if you don't really manage your time, somebody else is going to manage you. And if somebody else is going to manage you, you're moving as per the agenda. Whereas if you manage your time, you're controlling your time. If you are controlling your time, um, you are pretty much like, as per you're, 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 you're living life as per your agenda. So schedule in slots. Third thing is how do you figure out, how do you manage time for training? You do realize that you can get in shape by training three times a week with each session lasting for 45 minutes or maximum 90 minutes, simple as that, you know? Three sessions is the bare minimum in order to reap out the maximum. That's what I tell every every person. And this could be like the least ideal thing would be Go and do a homemade, home bodyweight workout, that's not ideal, I don't do it, I don't make my clients do it, it's fucking horrible, nobody should do it. And I've just got one client and after, with her having spent three months with me, she ended up building up a home gym. She's got like decent amount of equipment, as a result of which she's actually been able to get like quality workouts in, you know, so that's been time efficient, so if you're serious about training, go and build a home gym. You know. And that's that's so much more better than a bodyweight worker. Or, like, another thing will probably be do things from a place of exercise rather than performance. This is not ideal either if you're, like, serious about transforming your body. You're serious about building a physique. Uh, a few examples of exercise could probably be going for a circuit training class or some sort of high-intensity training. That could be a boxing class. That could be a multi-class, you know. Hey, if multi or some sort of combat training is your priority, fine, fuck it. So go and do it. But then, if you're serious about building your physique, you need to be specific. So, yeah, but that that done three times per week is better than nothing, you know? And also, if you were to go to a gym, I mean, if your building gym is decent, fine, go and do it. Although, 90% of the building gyms suck. Absolutely, they suck, basically. And I'm speaking with experience because I was training in a building gym in Vietnam, I recently was in Vietnam, basically, and it sucked, you know. So get a gym membership. It could be any gym membership. You don't need to have a sexy gym membership. It can be next to your house. It can be next to your office. It can be it can be where the hell you want it to be, basically, but it needs to be logistically possible, you know. If it's next to your work, simply spare up that time where you gossip with your colleagues, you know, and just go on your lunch break, pull in a quick workout, and just come back on your desk, you know, simple as that and then a couple of ways to make training more efficient and squeeze within your time would probably be i don't know do more supersets so like let's say you can superset an upper body workout with a lower body workout so that you don't need to rest long between sets so that whilst one is working the other one is resting and the other one is working the other the previous one is resting so that you get more done in a smaller time frame i hope that makes sense like let's say if you pair a bench press with a squat you know so, like, let's say if you're bench pressing, the muscles that are worked in a squat are resting, and let like, let's say if you're squatting, the muscles which are worked in the bench press are resting. You know, or you can pair opposing muscle groups like chest and back, biceps, triceps, um, quadriceps, and hamstrings. You know, supersets are really efficient for you to save things from a time perspective. They reduce your output, they reduce your performance. Um, but then, if you keep supersets and you get stronger, relevant in those conditions you're going to put on muscle. Yes, the amount of load that you can lift will be lesser, but hey, it's all about being efficient, you know, if you're if you if you're like running low on time. Nutrition, what you can do with nutrition? Well, uh, the most basic advice is batch prep your meals, you know, so you can do this on a weekly basis, you can do this on a bi-weekly basis, like once every four or three days, or you can do this on a once every two-day basis. So, that addresses the meta side of things, that addresses the macro side of things. Um, how can you batch prep your meals efficiently? Like, let's say if you find it daunting. Well, there are some things that don't really get spoiled that quickly. That could be salads, fruits, no salads, you know. So, like, let's say, chop up your vegetables, put it in a big box, and store it aside. Boom, simple as that, you know. And yeah that could be done from a vegetable perspective, so some things like rice, you can batch prep it and that pretty much lasts for like a week, you know, um, that's what you can do. And then you can use some carbohydrate sources that really don't really really require much preparation, so some sort of bread, you know, where you just store it in the fridge and you just simply eat it, you know, fruits that doesn't really require preparation, then add in some protein sources that doesn't really require much preparation, so zero-fat Greek yogurt, Protein powder, powder. What is it? Um, Beef jerky, you know. Things like that that they don't require much preparation, quick to eat, and boom, you can eat it. So that's like if you're going to be doing it by yourself. Now, if you suck at meal preparation, you know, and you want to be efficient, if the basic rule of business is if you're not good at something, go and outsource it, go and delegate it. Simple as that, you know. So go and outsource your meals to a meal prep but now you might tell me hey i'm running on a budget what am i supposed to do then try to semi outsource your meal prep so like two meals can come in from a meal prep and one meal can come from some sort of a meal prep like something that doesn't really require much preparation preparation so like for breakfast you can have a shake you know which you can prepare by yourself you know it takes less than two minutes it saves you a lot of money and then Remainder of those two meals you probably can outsource it through a meal prep. How simple is that? How fucking amazing is that now? Also, you're you are 2020 Like you're on it's it's 2024. There's so many restaurants all around the world even in Dubai Even in a place like Vietnam even in a place like Thailand There, There's so many restaurants where the calories and the macronutrients are mentioned so for some clients I go like hey Have like three meals and ordering anything from outside with each meal containing X number of calories and X grams of protein. Now, you might tell me, hey, but then this costs money. You know what? Being out of shape and not being where you want to be in life has some sort of a cost component associated with it as well. Like over time, if you get unhealthy, you're not going to be able to take on more workload as a result of which your self-esteem, etc. will suffer as a result of which you're not going to get all the financial success that you want, you know? So... You delegate and then the finances come later. Simple as that. Third thing is um, activity. This pretty much comes down to you scheduling and time slots in your personal life when you're going to be doing your steps. You know what is activity? It's just simply movement outside the gym. How can you be efficient with your activity? Scheduling time slots when you're going to be doing your steps. Second way to do this would be uh, associate time slots which you enjoy with movement. So like let's say if you enjoy Netflixing at the end of the day you can probably Netflix and do some cardio, I mean I would do that back in the day. What else? Give me a second, I would just yawning. my bad, it's 8pm in Dubai, apologies. Yeah. Second is you can go to the mall, third is instead of going out for food and drinks with your friends, you can go for hiking, you can go for trekking, fourth is let's say if you don't move much from Monday to Friday, if you're doing 8,000 steps then on the weekend you probably can do 15,000 steps. And ensure that your weekly average is at 10,000 steps. So many ways to do it, basically. You know, it's all about being efficient and finding out what works for you. For some clients, I tell them, you know what, go and have more sex with your wife or go and have more sex with your husband, you know, or go and join a head class so that you compress more steps in a smaller time frame. You know, let's say if you're traveling, explore the city in foot, you know, it's all about being efficient, even though I know I'm steering off topic from the time management topic, but it's all about being efficient and doing the most what you possibly can in the time that you have available. I hope that covers time management. Now let's move on to the next topic, which is libido and sexual health for men and women. So um, let's probably start off with men. I've broken down the male challenges and solutions into five topics. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six, six topics to be honest, five to six topics. So the first thing is erectile dysfunction function basically so like let's say um the penis doesn't really get wrecked okay it's not working so nine times out of ten it's not really a medication issue it's more of like a blood flow issue so how do you stimulate more blood flow to the penis well you can do some breathing exercises you can do some cardio you can do some exercise whenever you do any sort of bodybuilding or weight training or any sort of any sort of any exercise you are increasing your oxygen capacity in the body body you're like forcing oxygen to move to pretty much all the places in your body including the penis as a result of which it's going to be easier for you to get an erection this legit is like an advice for free you know and then good sleep you know like sleep is super important because if you sleep properly you're not going to be stressed And if you're not going to be stressed, you're going to be able to breathe properly. If you're going to be able to breathe properly, the oxygen is going to be able to flow to the testicles and to the penis properly, to the shaft properly. So this is super, super important. So if you're facing ED erectile dysfunction, nine times out of 10, it's more of like a lifestyle issue. Simple as that, you know. Let's say if you had a high body fat percentage, you're not going to be able to use oxygen properly. Let's so reduce your body fat percentage. So that's like a second solution. Um, Second challenge is PE, premature ejaculation, you know. Um, so, I would be experiencing this back in the day as well. And for most of the men, this probably comes down to conditioning. So, they have conditioned themselves to watch a lot of pornography, as a result of which they ejaculate in, like, let's say, a minute or two or three, you know. Now, um, this is a sensitive topic, but a lot of men are addicted to porn. There's nothing wrong with pornography, but um, they're addicted to it. You know, because pornography gives you a massive dopamine hit, same as junk food, drugs, alcohol, etc. gives you. So instead of just simply going cold turkey from it, you want to say phase out from it. So like, let's say if you watch it like seven to eight times a week, you probably want to cap it off to four times, and then three times, and two times, then once, and then you want to move on to something like magazines, and then from magazines you want to move on to like let's say your voice notes, and slowly and steadily you desensitize yourself to it. You know, and Third thing is you probably can practice masturbation and let's say when you're almost about to hit that spot you just back off like when you're like on a scale of 1 to 10 you're like an 8 on 10 right there back off you know breathe relax and then go back in and you can like the research shows no not research shows but um, books like from the books that I've read. If you're able to last for like, let's say 10 no, ten to 15 minutes straight just by doing these exercises, you pretty much sorted out your premature ejaculation. Simple as that, you know. And I hope that gives you the solution. It's a, it's a vast topic. I mean, I can go on and on about this, but these are like a few practical tips that I possibly can give you. The third topic is body fat percentage for men. This I've covered in the previous topic that let's say... If you had a high body fat percentage, you're not going to be passing on oxygen efficiently. If you had a high body fat percentage, you're going to be producing a lot of aromatase hormones, which converts the testosterone into estrogen, you know. Um, so when males produce a lot of estrogen, they're going to produce more female-like systems, symptoms, like man boobs, and they're also going to get erectile dysfunction, as a result of which the sexual problems occur. So simply get lean, reduce your body fat percentage, go to the gym, put on muscle, Uh, So, these are the first three areas that I'll probably look at, you know, then the other four areas would probably be uh, supplements, Uh, what supplements, Uh, this is like another pathway that I address, so there are so many supplements, ashwagandha is one of them, that's like an Indian herb which upregulates those things which are suppressed and downregulates those things which are elevated, you know. Um, So like let's say if your stress levels are elevated before bed, you find it hard to fall asleep and you pop in Ashwagandha, it's a herb, it's probably going to downregulate the cortisol as a result of which you're going to find it easier to fall asleep. Um, Tongat Ali is like another Indonesian herb, same like Ashwagandha, not same like it, but um, that's probably going to free up more testosterone. So like let's say you got total testosterone and you got free testosterone. A lot of your testosterone is bound to your organs but this particular supplement will free up a lot of testosterone and it's going to ensure that there's more free floating testosterone around your bloodstream if there's more testosterone around your bloodstream that's going to be um, going to the right places as a result of which you're going to be able to get an erection properly simple as that you know what else dhea so dhea is the raw ingredient that goes inside making cortisol it goes inside making testosterone um, it goes inside making melatonin so simply supplementing yourself with DHEA is going to ensure that you got more got the raw ingredient that goes inside making testosterone you know like you got you, you got more raw ingredients that go inside making all these hormones basically you know so it's an excellent supplement i've been using it a uh, few of my clients have been using it excellent is an understatement they feel in ama- they feel amazing you know uh what else what else um yeah, magnesium would probably be it. Because magnesium are shown to increase distortion, Zinc would probably be it. Omega-3s. Uh, no, not, yeah, omega-3s. And yeah, that basically is it. These are the supplements that would really, really help. The fifth one would be hormones. Like, let's say if you supplement yourself with exogenous testosterone. Exogenous is outside the body and endogenous is inside the body. Um, it probably... Tends to solve the sexual health issues, but then I wouldn't advise anybody to do this under the, without the guidance of a doctor and without nailing down all those three things like good sleep, good training, good nutrition, etc. You know. So if you supplement with just testosterone under the guidance of a doctor, under the guidance of a professional, now that for men is known as TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. Uh, it's going to be easy easy for you to get a heart on. Simple as that. You know. Pelvic flow exercises let's say if you're seated all day um let me just google hold up with regards to this okay so like let's say if you uh, pelvic floor exercises the muscle of the penis that makes you actually feel an orgasm in the first place is like the pelvic muscle so like let's say kegels that's like you just like controlling the like, let's say if you want to pee and you want to control the sensation of you wanting to pee, you know, and you contract the muscles, that's known as a tightening of your pelvic muscles. So, like, let's say if you're seated for the majority, for, the for, for like, the major part of your day, you know, that's, like, your pelvic muscles being really tight. And if you're, like, standing, that's, that's like, your pelvic muscles being really loose. You want your, you don't, neither is good. You want your pelvic muscles to be really balanced. So, there, there are, like, a few muscles um, around your your pelvic structure that would help you um, improve more blood flow now i can't uh like i can't provide recommendations as to how like let's say the pelvic muscle is tight or loose a gynec and a pelvic like pelvic structure examiner is like the best person to to do this basically like a sex sex order simple as that you know so uh these are like Few of the areas that I probably look at basically, you know, and obviously the doctor is way better suited to do this But if I can fix someone's libido around this nothing like it, you know second uh, for women so There's this usual stereotype that as women hit 30, you know their sex drive reduces They don't think about it that much so a few What are the pathways for? A woman being aroused, basically, the vaginal structure being lubricated. Well, uh, she needs to be relaxed. She needs to be she needs to be hydrated, and there needs to be enough oxygen that goes to the that goes to the clitoris area, basically. So, um, a few. I would just simply tell the female. I'm like, hey, you know what? Start drinking more water. You know, second is start doing some sort of exercise or start doing some breath work and the third thing is I'll go like um, what else yeah reduce stress because and how can you probably reduce stress so this is highly individual I would go like go for a bubble bath you know or go for a massage read a book have some have some time slots in the day where you like legit do nothing you know and just completely relax So, that would cause her sex drive to slightly return back. Second thing would probably be, you know, go and exercise. You know, because when you exercise, you're going to be stimulating testosterone. Even for women, testosterone is very important for women. That's why you must have noticed, like, women with PCOS who have slightly elevated testosterone levels have, like, a ridiculously high sex drive, basically. So, go and get some sort of exercise in check, you know. And that's going to ensure, like, there's more blood flow around all over your body there's more oxygen all over your body there's more blood blood flow and oxygen to the clitoris region as a result of which the libido levels are going to return back up now yeah. so that's like another pathway the so and then after I will also give her some of the supplements like ashwagandha even tongatali even uh, DHEA and yeah magnesium and zinc because they are so helpful they are so healthy and what else after, and this is along with good sleep, etc. But then, after doing all of this, if she still doesn't really have that much of a high sex drive, then it makes more sense to go and visit an HRT clinic, which is, an, which is a hormone replacement therapy clinic. Because females have this dominant hormone known as estrogen, you know, and the second dominant hormone is progesterone, or progesterone, basically. I don't really know how to pronounce progesterone. But... As a a man, uh, like, let's say as the female ages, the amount of estrogen that she produces is going to reduce. Estrogen is a very important hormone and that basically causes the lubrication within the vaginal walls, basically. So that's going to diminish as a result of which the vaginal walls are going to get less lubricated as a result of which the libido is going to be not that great. You know, so estrogen is really, really important for libido. So simply supplementing with... Exogenous estrogen, under the guidance of a qualified doctor who specializes in hormone replacement therapy, is going to be like your next go-to thing. So, yeah, that basically is it. Now, what hormone you need? Some females um, supplement with testosterone, some females supplement with estrogen, some females supplement with progesterone. Really, ranges from person to person, but HRT will probably be like the next step, you know. So, uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys found value out of this. And if you like this, feel free to like, share, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Just do the needful, spread the word. You know, it just really helps me get to more people out there. And if you want to transform your body, send me a DM, you know, or send me a message. You know, check my Instagram out and ciao.